This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. ¿Qué tal amigos? Les habla el cero miedo de la lucha libre, Pentagon Junior, para mandar un saludo a todos mis amigos de este podcast y ya saben, puro cero miedo. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 186. My name is Nick Howell. And smoother than Samoa Joe in a velvet robe sipping Hennessy from a glass slipper, I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and welcome to Busted Wide Open. This is going to be uh, us talking about Raw, and that's that's kind of pretty much it, Nick. There, it's, a, it's the end of the year. Everything's slowing down. Everything's going mellow. People are going home for the holidays. And uh, the same thing's happening with the graps. It was, I'm, uh, I'm going up. home to Wrestle Kingdom is what I'm I'm in my yeah. I'm in go home period for Wrestle Kingdom right now. That's no what kidding. I got to say. Woo, two weeks, man. <laughs> Looking forward to that. But for right now, we've got the fallout from TLC, the uh, pay-per-view that we had over the weekend. Tables, ladders and chairs happened on Sunday and Raw happened last night, Monday night. And we saw the fallout from the last WWE pay-per-view of the year. Of the decade. Event. Of the of the decade, what an ignominious way to go out of the decade with tables, exactly. ladders, and chairs. But uh, even more so with this raw, which was actually filmed in a forty-five minute tape delay, and then they filmed next week's raw right afterwards. So careful on the interwebs because mm-hmm. the spoilers are out there. Um, Stay not- away from the WrestleManias and and the and the likes because they basically tell you exactly what goes down next week on Raw. D-G-A-F. But yeah, exactly. we, however, are only going to talk about this week's Raw for right now, Nick. Uh, this is actually our last Tuesday show of the decade as well. What? We, Yeah. I'm, oh. I'm looking at the schedule. Uh, we're actually we're off next Tuesday. The, let's see. Sorry. We're off Christmas Saturday Eve. the 21st. And we're off the Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Yep. Uh, we will be on. Saturday the 28th, that will be our last show of the year, Aww. of the decade, of the decade. So we only have one more show of the year. It'll be Saturday the 28th. Um, that's an easy way to remember. Yeah. We only have one more show of the year. It's Saturday the 28th. And, For the uh, patrons, we'll be- you also get one more additional show uh, this yeah. Thursday. We're going to be doing a live stream this Thursday evening for the patrons for your bonus episode for december where we give out our inaugural busty awards the busties so, yes the busties uh, are the happening busties are happening yes but not only that nick why don't you tell everybody about all the other wonderful housekeeping stuff that we need to talk about at the top of the show we can get right into it speaking of patrons 
Yes. Let's talk about Patreon. Yes. Uh, well, guys, uh, if you want to get in on some of that action and contribute to uh, the show here, one of the best ways to do that so that we can continue to keep things ad-free here at the Busted Wide Open podcast is to contribute over at patreon.com slash BWO. Uh, we've got multiple tiers from $5 up to the full-on Nature Boy. Woo! Ric Flair status of $1,000 a month. Nobody's signed up for that one yet. We're still waiting for that one, but there's all kinds of in-between perks that you can sign up for uh, it, over at patreon.com slash BWO. Get copies of our show notes that Sir Ian and I use uh, for every single show. The ability to ask listener questions for our AMA mailbags that we do every Saturday on our patron mailbag series uh, streamed live right here on YouTube as well. That show happens on Saturday afternoons. Uh, and if you want to follow anything else that we got going on, head over to Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at BWO Podcast. Last but certainly not least, head over to Facebook. Uh, search for Busted Wide Open. Slam a like on our page and send us a join request so that you can get into the uh, Busted Wide Open discussion group with the rest of the phenomenal ones. You'll also find a bunch of links in there to find other stuff such as our merch store. Uh, get into our Discord server where you can find uh, live chats for all of the shows all throughout the week across all all promotions, as yes. well as all pay-per-views, uh, including Wrestle TLC. You can go back and read that one if you if you so desire. There was some fun chat happening Sunday night, so it, it's sometimes worth a read. We do keep those in an archive in the very bottom of the list. You can go back and read. If you go back and watch an old pay-per-view, you can go read the live chats as Black you're watching belt. it. Blackmail material. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. We keep, so we keep records. Uh, definitely going to be have a lot of activity, activity happening in the next couple of weeks as we get towards Wrestle Kingdom, the massive two-day New Japan event. So you want to make sure you're in our Facebook group. It's where we make most of our announcements first so that all the phenomenal ones know it. But second thing you got to do is get into Discord because that's where a lot of the live chat and a lot of the action happens. Uh, you can find us here streaming live on YouTube at youtube.com slash busted wide open every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, except for Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. We're not going to be doing shows as Sir Ian Dangerous was outlining. We will be doing the patron bonus episode this Thursday, the 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Same, same bat time, same bat channel. We usually do during the week, right? So patrons heads up. We will be doing that as a live stream. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the 28th, I believe, was our last show, right? That'll be Saturday Correct. the 28th. Last show of the decade. <gasps> That's so a, there's the housekeeping, Nick. Surrey and Dangerous. Yes, that is a, a lot to get off your chest, Nick. And thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that every time. It's always very impressive to me. But you thank know you. what else is impressive is the fact that we're almost done with this decade of wrestling. And it's, it's, it's been a hell of a decade. And I can't wait to talk about it all on that Patrons ep only episode. But for right now, Nick, we are only talking about one thing. And that's what happened last night over on Monday Night Raw. Well, Seth Rollins continues to be a heel. And in my opinion, he's, he's pretty good at it. He's, he's doing a really good job. I prefer this heel Seth Rollins to whiny heel Seth Rollins from a few years ago. Yep. I, I fully agree. He came out the top of the show this week with the AOP and laid it all out again, kind of laid out a much cleaner story of his heel turn rationale, which was, I'm trying to do what's best for business, essentially. I'm trying to do what's best for people in the locker room. I'm trying to do what's best for the audience. You guys just don't appreciate me. And so when you turned on me, I had to just give you all the finger and do and just go and do what I know is best for everybody involved. 
and that's what I'm going to continue to do. And uh, me and the boys here, AOP, are going to do that to somebody tonight, and sorry, not sorry. So, all right. Uh, I Again, I like... I liked this promo. I liked the way that he's presenting himself as kind of this oily, intelligent, evil guy who himself is very capable. He's referencing the fact that he beat Brock Lesnar. AOP is being presented as monsters. I far prefer this to I'm running from everybody and feeding my two diminutive minions to them as I run away, heal Seth Rollins. Yep. This is way more interesting to me totally this is exact this is what they got so we've had chicken shit seth rollins right with joe with noble and mercury three or four years ago this is way better agreed it could be way better i'm waiting for it to really i'm waiting for it to downshift and really kick in yeah you know what i mean i feel like we're still kind of going up the hill the 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 roller coaster is click 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 going up the ramp I'm waiting for it to start coming down the other side. I felt like we got a, a preview of it uh, later on in the show. But to get to that, we have to talk about how we got there. And that was the fact that we had a gauntlet match, which didn't surprise me, actually. This Raw was very slight on plot, high on action, or what I'll call action, because we were in front of a crowd that I think were all on roofies or something. Uh, they were out there on Narcos. Because, where were they? Iowa? Des Moines, Iowa? Uh, we had a gauntlet match that went for about an hour. Hometown of Seth Rollins, by the way. Right. They, had a, they couldn't tell whether they were supposed to cheer and boo him, and I don't blame them. But uh, we had a gauntlet match that, for most of its runtime, I thought was a bunch of fantastic wrestling. And some really interesting matchups. Uh, the, the rumor and speculation is that Paul Heyman is, in, is intentionally... Um, calling people to the ring and ha- giving matches to people that, and his creative team are calling people in out there who aren't normally getting matches you don't normally see. The upside of that is we're getting stuff like this where we have uh, R-Truth and, and um, Akira Tozawa, Ricochet, Humberto Carrillo, and uh, Matt Hardy all in this gauntlet match. The downside is, is if we don't see these people for a long time, uh, or we haven't been made to believe that they're stars, the the casual crowd is going to sit on their hands. And that's what they did yeah. for most of this long match, was sit on their hands while they were being treated to some fantastic wrestling. Yeah, The biggest pop of the entire Raw was Matt Hardy coming out, and then they booed Ricochet when he pinned him after a fantastic little match. You know, you, when you said our truths name, the first thing I thought of was the fact that he pointed at the WrestleMania sign that wasn't there. I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed that. If you didn't notice it, our truth is oh, a he's a genius. genius. He's a goddamn. Our truth is just—he is next level crowd worker. And just go back and watch at him point at the WrestleMania oh, sign no. that's not even there. It's I didn't December. See him do that. It's I didn't December. See him do that. Oh. It's so good. It's just it's so money. That was my favorite part of this whole thing. But yes, uh amazing exhibition of wrestling. Uh Akira Tozawa looked fantastic. You know, that Yo, can I call out I had a little mark out moment. We had we had a uh, uh it wasn't all three of them, but Monster Express, two thirds of Monster Express <laughs> from Dragon Gate back together, Ricochet and Akira Tozawa doing some Dragon Gate wrestling. I was loving it, and the crowd was just sitting there going, yeah, all right, whatever. I was like, no, look. Look at what they're doing. They're amazing together. Oh, my God. I was, I was, I was sweating. 
Uh, yeah, so he put, so Ricochet puts away Tozawa. Next up, he gets Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy gives him a run for his money. And the third uh, match, Ricochet, after he puts away Matt Hardy, has to face Umberto Carrillo. Mm. And they have a nice little match. Um, the opening of that match was brilliant. I loved the Umberto. They, they had the handshake, and Umberto helped him up, and then Ricochet just rolled him up twice. Yeah. Yep. And I was He's like, like, oh, wait, what that? I got to finish this quick. This kid yeah. is going to take me like, out. I'm out of gas. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, Carew ended up beating him with another one of his absolutely just mwah, beautiful moonsaults. Oh, those things are good. Oof. Uh, and then uh, at the uh, we had in the middle of that, Zelina Vega coming out of the top of the ramp to distract Umberto Carrillo. Sure enough, he was watching her when Andrade sneaks up from behind, starts beating him up. Ends up taking him outside the ring and giving him the double arm DDT on exposed concrete. All the humanity. Which, of course, causes, I don't know why it's of course, but it, you know, wrestling logic. Of course, Rey Mysterio has to come out to check on Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. And uh, as he's coming down to the ring, Andrade and, and Zelina take off. And uh, Seth Rollins uh, and the AOP come out as they're wheeling Carrillo away and come down to the ring, beat the crap out of Rey Mysterio. Seth had mentioned that uh, he's not an eye-for-an-eye kind of guy, but he totally is. The other thing I'm liking about the Seth Rollins heel character is he's saying, I'm not a liar, I've always been truthful to you guys, and he'll immediately turn around and say something that's a total blatant lie. It's, that's a really fun aspect to him. I hope they continue with that. Yeah. But he's got the pipe that Rey Mysterio gave to Kevin Owens last week. Well, at the top and of so, the show during his promo, he said, I've got a score to settle tonight. You guys are not going to like it, but I have to take care of, of some business. I have to get mine back. I have to get one back on somebody that got one over on me last week. And he, that, he was just warning us. And I love these kind of seamless transitions that they've been doing more and more recently. As they're wheeling Carrillo up the ramp with Mysterio in tow, or, or you know, helping him up the ramp. Out comes Seth Rollins and AOP. Ray cowers back into the ring or, or falls back into the ring as if as to say, you come would on, too. bring it. Right, it, AOP's coming at me. I'm just like, nope. All right, two I'm monsters, head out. <laughs> two monsters and a multiple time champion with a with a metal pipe is coming with at you. My yeah, metal you're gonna, pipe. <laughs> you're gonna jump back in the damn ring. Yeah. And sure enough, they beat the hell out of Ray Mysterio, including Seth. Said, hey man, I just came back out here to give you your pipe. There you go. Throws on the ground the second that Ray grabs it. They beat the crap out of him again. Uh, and Seth says, you know, Ray, I'm an eye for an eye guy. I'm not an eye, an eye for an eye guy, so consider this my favor to you. I'm not going to take you out tonight. And he goes to leave, and as Ray starts, goes to get up, <laughs> Seth turns around and curb stops him. Into the ground, and sure enough, it has been announced, it will be Seth Rollins versus Ray Mysterio on Raw next week for the U.S. title. So that is where we're at. And that's, we just covered... Over a third of the show, that's an hour and 20 minutes, we just knocked out in about 10 minutes of just discussing it because that was – let's let a couple questions about all of that, the gauntlet match and a, and a couple Seth things, and then we'll move on to the rest of the show. Um, so are Andrade and Zelina back on the same page is one thing I want to I know what your opinion on was mm. because we had like some, some dissension from them for a while there. Uh, it looks like Andrade and Roberto is, is continuing, which is great. Um, is Ricochet, like, uh, to me, looking at this, I, I looked at this and said, Ricochet was playing the workhorse of this match. Yeah. 
He was it's the guy. Seth who Rollins to, has played that role previously. It's it's the, the role that, that's been played by Dolph Ziggler, by Kofi, by Daniel Bryan. Right. You know the the guys that have the stamina and can go for an hour. You know and make other people look good. It was yeah. a, it was a utility role. Do you feel that? Uh, it was still like you wish that they had bigger plans for him or are you happy that they trust him enough that this is his role? It speaks volumes. I, I, I'm, I'm happy that they trust him with it. Yes. Would I love to see him up at the top of the card in a title contention? Of course. You know, there's a lot of places I'd like to see Ricochet, but he's, he's been here less than a year. So let's <laughs> you're, you're slow cool. roll it. I'm cool All with right. where he's at. All right. You're you're that's, that's, uncommonly calm for you. You're like, yep. I want it now. Strap that man now. Um, all right. Well, what about Zelina and Andrade? Are they on the same page? So this was the interesting part of this whole gauntlet match for me was Zelina came out at when Umberto was in the ring with Ricochet. And I, after the dissension they've had the last couple of weeks, I went, is she turning on Andrade here to cheer on Umberto? Is she mm. coming to join forces? With Carrillo, is she abandoning Andrade? And no, that wasn't the case, as it turned out. But that was my initial kind of specu- speculation running wild in my head. Is like, why is she out here now? The match isn't over yet. So, but yeah, it looks like they're on the same page. She was cheering him on as he as he gave Umberto a you know uh, what do they what do they call it? Double Hammer, hammerlock, hammerlock, hammerlock DDT. Uh, onto the concrete, onto, onto the exposed concrete. Oh, Other question: They announced on on Twitter afterwards that at uh, Andrade technically did win this gauntlet match, even though he walked away and no one was declared the winner. It was for the U.S. title, like a U.S. title shot. Does that number mean one contendership? Now, yeah, yeah. Does he now? Because Seth just walked in there and is like, "I get a shot," and he got a shot, which was I thought crappy. I mean, it's booking, a- but. The finals was Andrade and Humberto Carrillo, so on, Humberto couldn't finish. Doesn't so that mean that it's a DNF? Andrade it defaults to Andrade. All right. Well, let's Nick. Let's file this away in our little nerd minds and get all mad when they don't give him a shot in a couple of weeks. Right. It was Where's a, Andrade it, shot? It was a mess, but it was some of the best wrestling I've seen on TV in a long time. That that run of Ricochet, Akira, Humberto, uh, and, and yeah, even Andrade there for a minute. So. I agree. It it felt like even though it was just was two double together. knees from Andrade, but you know, I, yeah, it felt like something that was thrown together because it's it's the holiday season, half their rosters home or whatever is going on, and and they're just like, cool, let's knock out a couple more shows. Yeah, let's not do it. Don't do anything too serious. Um, we'll only advance a couple plot lines, and then we're done. Um, another plot line that did get advanced, however, and this is a <clears throat> a particular interest to you, sir. The OC. And the Viking Raiders had a rematch, a non-title rematch from Sunday, which, again, with the nonsense booking, I don't know why they get a rematch and it's non-title when they just had a title match that ended in a no contest because it was a countout. Uh, okay, fine. I thought we were done with this kind of crap. Um, but here's the interesting thing. The OC win clean as a whistle. Are you excited to see this feud continue? Is this just a do you think this is just a placeholder feud? In case you or? didn't hear our TLC recap um, that we just finished a few minutes ago, this is what I was referring to when I said they had the match they should have had at TLC on Raw last night. Because you wanted the OC to win. No. I oh. wanted it to be executed properly in that the Viking Raiders would get the win that would give them a title shot so that that would set up 
the title opportunity. Why the OC would get the win? Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm not, the OC would get the win to set up for to to the give title them the, the title shot at ah right. Okay. okay, instead of just answering some rando open challenge for a KFC commercial, right? <laughs> have them actually get a victory and a pinfall on the Viking Raiders oh. to set up the title shot so that they could then take the belts off the Viking Raiders. Or maybe they don't. I don't know. But at least execute it properly. So, <laughs> why they? and it was basically the same match. Except this time it finished with the OC winning. So, I that's, right. that's my hang-up here is, especially now that I've seen Raw and now that I've looked back and see the, that for what it is, which was a KFC commercial... I, I, that's how dare I, the WWE make some money on advertising? How they don't, dare they? Don't they don't need any more money. That's they, they've, they've very, got a lot of money. Very true. That is yeah. very, very true. However, they just got paid a billion dollars each for Raw and SmackDown. I will they, say they don't need this. any more money. Their some of their uh, stuff with KFC has been some of the most entertaining advertising I've sure. seen them ever do. Shawn Michaels Dolph, as the as Colonel Sanders is brilliant. Dolph, Zig, uh, Dolph Ziggler as the Colonel fighting the Miz <laughs> in a chicken suit. Uh, it, lest we forget. Love it. Ric Flair, woo, honey, woo, crispy, woo, come on. I, I, don't, I don't mind. The only thing that I had a problem with with the TLC match on Sunday with the KFC stuff is that... Uh, that I Ro, didn't have any. Roe, oh, poor baby. Roe, I don't know what the hell they're calling him now, Eric or Ivar, which one, ever one it is. Roe swept all the food off the table before powerbombing Gallows or, or Anderson through it. Yeah. That's nonsense. You leave those mashed potatoes at the table. You want him to come up covered in gravy. Come on, man. Uh, but, get, uh, get mashed potatoes and gravy all in the beard. That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You got to be like, like, like Roman was covered in dog food. You cover him in that KFC mashed potatoes. Cover me in mashed potatoes and gravy, please. Phrasing, Nick. Hashtag <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> Not now. They're listening, Nick. Save that for later, baby. Uh, all right. So this could, it, <laughs> I got some KFC. KFC. Go right. get the potatoes. Yeah. Oh, some gravy. Just, man, just a, gravy. Mainline it. <laughs> Put it in my veins. Oh, All right. God. All right. We're getting <laughs> back to the wrestling. Yes. Um, I to me this was a, this was a nothing match. This was a this was just something that they had to continue the feud, and it ultimately was just we're in the same place we were. Except they have another pinfall victory over the over the Viking Raiders. Okay, great. Sure, and hopefully it sets up what will become a title shot. Now, now, well, now we have the victory. Now we have a pinfall victory on the Viking Raiders. Here's the other interesting thing, though, is we also had a match tonight between Randy Orton and AJ Styles after the OC came back celebrating into the back hallway with AJ, and they were all pumped at how awesome they were. Uh, and AJ said, "No, no, boys, we're we're so great. I'm going to go out and face Randy Orton all by myself." Yeah. Well, that didn't work out so good. For AJ, because he ended up eating an RKO one, two, three, and then uh, all hell broke loose. The OC came out to uh, to beat down Randy Orton. The Viking Raiders came out to save him. Are we going to get a three on three? Is that what we're seeing here? I've been kind of confused about this whole mid card in for a while. Is that where you want to see this go? No. Randy and the Viking Raiders. No, Randy, I'd love to. I'd love Randy's to see Ra Raiders. Randy's Raiders. Randy's Raiders. Randy's Raiders. Come on, man. That you gotta love that a little. What was the star? What was Starship Troopers one? Rochuk's Rochex Raiders. Rochuk's Raiders. Rochuk's something like that. Yeah. No, I would love to see Andy. Come on, you apes! You want to live forever? Don't be sorry. That should be the Viking Raiders' war cry. You know exactly. 
I I wouldn't be mad at AJ and Randy going at it. Um, if it somehow trickles back over to the U.S. title, sure. But I'm happy with Umberto and, and Andrade kind of handling that business with Ray. Let's let the Latinos kind of circle around the U.S. title um, and do some crazy luchador shit for a few weeks. I think that's cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm happy with Randy and AJ having a little little tete-a-tete here. But, yeah, keep don't make it a six-on-six. Six. Don't make it really? faction. Don't make a faction out of Randy and the Viking Raiders. I you think have, they're you going have to. Randy coming out with a horned helmet and yelling skull in Minneapolis. Come on. Randy cosplaying as a Viking? All right. I wouldn't be mad at that. That'd be about as good as I would Luke Harper so, coming out as a bludgeon brother. I would be so wildly, ironically entertained by that. Like, it would just be so dumb. And I'd just be sitting there going, all right, I'll give me 10 Viking Randy Ortons over one Lana and Rusev. All day. All, all day, day long. Yeah. All day long. Give me, yes, 20, 20 Randy Ortons with their hands down their briefs. Dressed as Vikings. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. No. Dick, dick fingers in the mead. That's all I got to say. Ugh. All right. Well, the, the next thing we had, uh, I didn't get to see because I only watched the Hulu edition because I was really busy unpacking and setting up the house last night and just didn't get I to it. How it is. I couldn't lose three hours. Uh, oh. So I had to shortcut it and watch the Hulu version. But I heard about this amazing yeah. debut of Deanna Parazza who we've, we've seen in NXT, we've seen in the Mae Young Classic, but she was injured for a while. They're bringing her right back to the main roster. This they was a big surprise. They built her as an NXT star. It was, it was essentially like a jumped-up uh, enhancement thing okay. because Asuka beat her pretty handily. Okay. Um, she Deanna basically came out out of the gate um, with a big pump kick. How did Asuka uh, get so out there? What do you mean, how did Asuka get out there? No, how, does, how does she end up going against Asuka? It was just a way to have Oscar look dominant. It's like, I mean, if you watched the Hulu edition, you saw the Becky Lynch promo then, I assume? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there was also a Becky Lynch promo where she was talking about how she has not been herself lately. The powers that be put her in the tag division, uh, but that's not the reason she hasn't been herself. It's because she can't get over the fact that Oscar's still out there and it's the one woman she hasn't beaten, which made Ian's nipple stand straight out in the air because he's been saying this since last year. At the Royal Rumble. Or when Asuka uh, won the triple threat ladder match at TLC a year ago. Exactly. Well, since around then, right. Since, yeah. but, the, but they referenced that with the Becky Lynch promo and with the Asuka stuff here is they're now building Asuka back up to be the woman that Becky couldn't beat. It's taken them a year. Ex- almost exactly. <laughs> but they finally come back around. We had to go through... Uh, we had to go through Lacey Evans. We had to go through Charlotte. We had to go through all these hoops with tag division. Finally came back around where it looks like they're building up Asuka to be strong again, to be able to go face Becky Lynch. And I am I'm just curious how they're going to handle the women's tag team aspect of this. Yeah. But that aside, Becky, Asuka, I've wanted it all year. Um, the fact that they're doing it now, but they're referencing the stuff I told, I said that you had to build this feud around, which was the fact that Becky can't seem to beat Oscar. Mwah! Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. About time. I'm in. Um, it was nice to see Deanna on the main roster. I'm very curious what plans they have for her because she is very talented. I'm not sure if this was a call up. Like I said, they did call her an NXT star and she did get beaten pretty handily by Oscar here. Um, but yeah, very cool. 
Yep. And as I said, man, psyched, psyched if we are heading into Becky, Asuka, uh, the, the, a true feud. We never really got a true feud with them. True. So, yeah. Nick, it's time. It uh, is time, finally. I've been waiting all show to talk about this segment. Everyone in our chat has been waiting to hear this segment. I can tell they're all a flutter over there because, <laughs> because they know what's coming next. Yeah. They know it's time to talk about everybody's favorite segment, Lana and Lashley. That's right. It's time to talk about that Lana and Lashley segment. Where Need Lana, one of those live audience laugh tracks and applause tracks that I can push a button over here. I might have to go uh, find one of those. Lord and Lord of mercy. Uh, they gloated about Lashley beating Rusev at tables match last night. Lana said that the best way to celebrate, of course, was to have Lashley propose marriage to her. Lashley took a second and said, I don't like anyone telling me what to do. And the crowd all went, <gasps> and he said, but I'll let you tell me what to do. Okay, give me that ring, baby. And uh, here he proposes marriage to Lana and said, oh, it's just like we rehearsed. And then she went off in the crowd a few more times and all of our ears bled and the whole thing kind of went over like a wet fart in church. Um, Nick, do you think that Maria Kanellis made Mike put a baby in her just to avoid this gimmick? It's possible. <laughs> like, dude, get me pregnant. I know we just had a kid, but please just put me on the reserve. Like, get me out of here. I, I don't want to. Jesus Christ. I, can, I, can we at least, let, let's look at this positively and say that Lana is getting some absolutely molten heat on this thing? Or is, or do you think it's go-away heat still? It's go-away heat, for sure. Oh, really? Do you think so? Here, There's a reason. Let me say this first before we talk about that. There's a reason Jersey Shore was popular. There's a reason reality TV has basically dominated television for the last 20 years outside of the Breaking Bads and Game of Thrones. It's, it's trash TV. And from Jerry Springer to Phil Donahue to Dr. Phil... To, and all of the stuff in between, there's a reason trash TV is popular. And yeah. this is exactly what that is. It's the reason why it gets the most hits on YouTube is because people, it's, it's rubbernecking. It's, you drive down the freeway and you see a train wreck and you have to, act, you, you have to slow down and look at it like, oh my God, look how bad that is. <laughs> That's what this is. This is yeah. this is a this is a ten car pileup on ninety five, and, and p with three tractor trailers overturned, and people are stuck in traffic and they they're forced to watch it. And we're, then I guess you're driving by there's like just like a random raccoon on the top of the whole pileup just taking a shit on the top car. And you're and like, why is what the actual hell is going on there? There's and, and I have to I have to call him out for it. And I, I'm gonna I hate to do this on the show, but Simon Miller, I'm gonna call you out for something. Oh, oh no! What did you, Simon do? You gave this an up. No, this week. no, he didn't. He didn't. He gave it an up. What was his rationale? For for the first time, he was entertained and chuckled at the way that Lana said, "Ask you to ask me to marry me," and <laughs> sure, it's clever. But was, there's part of me that's going, screw up, dude. I, I I watch all of your ups downs. I watch all of your stuff. I've been watching what culture stuff for so long, and you just killed oh, your credibility. No, oh, in one that. moment, in one simple moment, of I, all the things. Okay, all right. In <laughs> Damn defense, it, Simon. <laughs> in defense of my boy Simon Miller. In Love defense, you, Simon. 
I, I also, if you'll recall, Nick, was entertained by one of the segments. Okay. There was a, a Lana there, Lashley yeah, at the very segment. beginning. Um, it was a Lana. It was a Lana Rusev segment. Yeah, it was yeah. early. I was like the second or third one, where I went, all right, I this was pretty good. I had one where they did it to me too. I can understand how you can be led down the dark path every once in a while with this. We're like, you maybe maybe you just got out of bed and like it was a bright shiny day and the birds were singing and you had like a fizzy drink and you're just feeling good and you know you're like walking down the street like in those old cartoons where like you know all the everything's although like the flowers are singing to you and everything and you watch the Lana Lashley segment and you're like, huh, that wasn't total crap. Oh, I'll give it enough. That's the only thing I can think here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like his girlfriend gave him blue, a blowjob the night before. I don't know sure. what it was, <laughs> but something happened, and he like he was in a good mood that day. I'm gonna defend him on this because I've been there. I've been there. Where's my bell? Shame. No. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> I'll let him off the hook on one. He starts giving a bunch of ups to these, and I'm, I'm gonna tell him no. Yeah, that's I, I'm, it. Gonna, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cancel him. But. <laughs> No more. God, this uh, is so bad, but I understand why they're continuing to steer the ship into the heat because it's look. Data doesn't lie, guys. I work in the storage industry, the data storage industry. Data analytics don't lie. Thank you for clarifying. Everyone's thinking you run like a, a whole bunch of places where you store your stuff. Yeah, like you put your couches in, in your <laughs> Nick storage units. No. Come on down to Nick's public storage. We're keep it. We keep everything in school buses. <laughs> No, you've got it, a lot of stuff. We've got a place to store your stuff so you no, can get I, more stuff. I work in data storage and analytics, right? It's what we do. Okay. It's, what I, it's what I do. And we look at things like social media is the, the, the bar. It is the, the thing that all other things are gauged against. And uh, as far as social media is concerned, from impressions, reach, engagement, all of those metrics that we've talked about several times on the show before, it's blowing all the other things that they put up out of there, out there, out of the water, and it's because of the Jersey Shore reality TV trash TV kind of stuff. Yeah, it, that, it's that simple. Well, and this is the thing: is you're, it's WWE. We say this time and time again. They're going to give you a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, at TLC, you know, we had everything from like a strike fest with Aleister Black and uh, 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 Buddy Murphy. You had a crazy tables match or ladders match between two tag teams. Uh, you had all kinds of stuff with that pay-per-view, all different things. You had The Miz and Daniel Bryan and and Bray Wyatt, which I think is the most interesting thing that they're doing on WWE TV right now. Yeah. Because, uh, But even then, with, even with that, even with The Miz and Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan, sometimes I feel like that's like the, like the source material is really good, but the execution is not really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It would be like if, if Lord of the Rings had been directed by Brett Ratner. <laughs> like it's that kind of thing. Like that's kind of where that's kind of where this is to me as well. Where like you don't even have good source material here. Yeah, it's, no. just, <laughs> it's just crap all around. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, so we 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 crap on this every time it comes on. I'm sure the crapping will continue. I'm Make not sure done crapping yet. No, no, no. Make sure you eat lots of uh, lots of hefty food, Nick, because we're going to continue gonna, to crap on this. I'm going to crap all over the next thing too, which was Eric Rowan and his damn cage. Uh, well, I mean, it was what six, four months of Lacey Evans catwalking up and down the ramp before she finally got anything. Like, how long do you think it's going to be with Eric Rowan and his damn cage? Another enhancement talent. Uh, this time it was Dante Leon, uh, who basically looked like a creator wrestler from 2019. 
Uh, in the janky out, WWE 2K20 edition. <laughs> he he kept trying to like get into the cage, which they're not calling a pen. They're calling it a pen now. Um, which indicates course, that there's an animal in there of some sort. It's a skunk. It's a skunk. Well, and uh, Eric Rowan basically just murdered him, and that was the segment. They're going to do this until it's time to stop doing this. And it's the same thing with the uh, Lacey Evans. They don't know when that's going to be. Just They're just going to keep doing it, and it's something to fill time. Oh, uh, Another Rowan segment this week. We're not going to reveal it this week. Just do another segment. Get a local guy. We'll kill him. Uh, we'll put it off another week. So it's going to keep doing that until they finally are like, all right, hey. now we're going to. Abraham, I see you in the chat. If it's Al Snow's head, Surrey and Dangerous and I's head are going to explode. I'll mark the hell we'll, out. We will mark the hell out if it's if it's head with the, the mannequin with the head written. I'll lose my shit. I absolutely it, it, will. That'll be I so... Think, um, he <laughs> might actually mean it's literally Al Snow's severed head. No, I think he actually, means the mannequin head. I don't think it's... Head. It's not Al Snow's severed head. It's like his you severed sick head. sick bastard. In the... <laughs> His roided up, severed head in this little oh. animal basket, and he uses Al Snow's real head as like head part two. It's you know, it's escalate. You're escalating. So now it's Al Snow's head. His head. No. Okay. Maybe it's just me. I just had a crazy Nick fantasy booking thing happen. Oh God. What if it's All the right. fiend's mask? I'm done. <laughs> I'm just saying, it could very well be the Fiend's mask. That'll blow your mind. Think about that for a second. Wyatt family I connections. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to come back, but I, I did come back. All right, I came back only <laughs> Don't because... Don't leave the no, listeners Nick. with Nick alone. The Wyatt but the- family is done. The Wyatt family, let it die, Nick. It's over. It's done. Dear I God. Know. I want the shield back. I want the Wyatt family back. Can we have the Dungeon of Doom 2020, please? Let it go. He's doing his own thing over there. And that brings us to the next thing. Liv Morgan had a little segment here where she's shown staring in the mirror and then getting naked and getting into a bath and saying, I've been what everyone else wants me to be. And I'm tired of that. And even if I have to hurt myself, I'm going to show you who I really am or something to those effect, that words to those, that effect. She's getting a makeover. We know that. I, this could be something that goes dark or not. People were speculating that she was going to be Abby the Witch. It's not looking like that either. They're leaving Bray Wyatt solo, which they should do. Let him do his solo thing. Stop trying to put Eric Rowan with him. Stop trying to put Liv Morgan with him. Let him do his own damn thing. He spent years with a group of dudes. Let him do his own thing. He's got another group. He's got the puppets now. So stop with that. They should have just played Lana's entrance music during this whole Liv Morgan segment. That's all Uh, I can think about. That is the one thing I'm terrified of. Is that they're going to go for another one of the like Emelina Lana makeovers with her? She's all and glammed not, up, full blonde, yeah. bleach blonde now, and I, I'm I'm concerned. now I am a salsa dancer. Look at me, I'm Liv Morgan. I dance salsa. Like, oh no, no, don't do it, don't do it. Fingers crossed happen. that <sighs> Nick. It's you know they listen. You Lana, know they listen. Lana don't, 2.0 don't do is it. coming. You shut your whore mouth. They're, no, no, don't do it to me. You know, Nick, every show we try to do something called a moment of positivity. and something oh, that's where gonna we be, talk That's going to be hard today. <laughs> Bray, Bray Wyatt, there, I, I said mine. Uh, we tried to say something that made us happy uh, since our last show. and That's, that's pretty much means it breaks it down to TLC 
or something that happened on Raw. Uh, just Bray Wyatt. Like, what, what, what genuinely made you like? Happy I'll do. Grin? I'll do one for each. Seeing, oh, okay. seeing Funhouse oh, Bray's entrance. Okay. And seeing yeah, him that's a good one. go back and forth um, schizophrenically between evil and just laugh and just laugh it right off. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened right there, but I'm back. Hey, uh, don't mind that. No. Uh, seeing all of that stuff with him, it was the one shining light of TLC for me. Um, as far as Monday Night Raw, I'm happy that the OC finally got a pin on the Viking Raiders, setting them up for a title yeah. shot. We'll Your see. boys are doing good. But, Your boys. I mean, let's let's see. I mean, it's Big LG and, and Machine Gun Carl Anderson back in form, and they got the trophy, and they're funny. And let them have. I love that they're giving Carl Anderson a mic every time they come out, and they just get yes. to talk shit. Yes, that's the exact way to do it. And God, please run a long ass program, New Day USO style, with War Machine and Gallows and Anderson. Oh my God, it it writes itself. Just let them I, work. I gotta. I really do need to uh, send you this this uh, video I have of Carl Anderson back in New Japan giving a machine gun crash, which is basically an RKO. It's a cutter. It's a big old cutter. Yeah. Um, I forget who he was giving it to at the time. But it was it was, it was the middle of Bullet Club, you know. But it is he hovers in the air for like five seconds. It's the most amazing. Like he, Randy Orton has a run for his money with this thing. Mm. I gotta show it to you. He's he was so awesome in New Japan. Okay, but what about you? You, you keep, call, were, you keep what, calling him Machine Gun Carl Anderson. And I'm like, yo, you need to know more about Machine Gun Carl Anderson because he was mwah. Yes, mwah. So good. Yes. Uh, what about you? What were the, your uh, highlights? Moments of positivity, I should say. There was, I had one that stood up above all the rest, and that was Ricochet and Akira Tozawa. Um, all I needed was Apollo Crews to come out. But Akira Tozawa and Ricochet in the ring working together. Um, you know, ex-roommates from Japan, old buddies, worked mm. together since the last decade. Um, they've known each other forever. And that was just a really beautiful thing. Like, I love seeing those two, like two world-class athletes uh, in front of an unappreciative crowd, but I was happy to see those two guys do some work together and look so good. And who are you referring to here? I missed the beginning. Tozawa and Ricochet. Yeah. Okay. Totally. And so, so did you do one for uh, That's TLC? That's my one for the whole thing. I only have to do one. I don't have to say a damn thing about well, TLC. All right. Uh, you right. stole it. You you stole mine. That 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 Bray Wyatt. It's, it's Bray. Was, it's obviously Bray. It where he just kept turning Bray. back to the crowd and be like, "Uh," and they were all cheering, and it was great. So, well, guys, yeah, there wow, you go. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, we wow. The guys, there's our breakdown of Raw, but we're not done yet. We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep 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 beep. beep, beep. Well, starting on a bit of a sad note, uh, you may have heard of a wrestler named Moon Dog Rex. He unfortunately passed away just a couple of days ago. Mm. Um, after about six days after getting his leg amputated at the knee, um, his right leg. I do not know of Moon Dog Rex. What what's uh, what should we know he, about Moon Dog Rex? Uh, he was uh, he mostly eighties and early nineties. WCW. He did a lot of indie stuff recently, but uh, he was in WWF um, in the mid eighties and uh, was an original founding member. Of demolition, he was the original smash for the de for demolition. Let me actually make sure I, I, that's off the top of my head. I have my note over here, um, but uh, yeah, he was original smash. I, I got it right. Uh, original smash of demolition, but uh, that's probably where you'd know him the most from. Yeah, 
but uh, smash and but demolition yeah. i do know yeah yeah so uh rest in peace moon dog uh that's 69 way too young to go and from yeah. what i've heard from everyone who, who worked with him in the last few years in the indies he's just a wonderful guy so too bad uh final battle just happened about a week ago we had some fallout since then rush who lost his title to pco has come out and introduced some more partners who he has said are ingobernable just like him. Kenny King is one of them. Amy Rose. And Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee what? is now ingobernable. And this is actually a big deal if you watch New Japan because Ryu Lee, Dragon Lee, and Hiromu Takahashi are teaming up for one of Jushin Thunder Liger's final matches. Remember that Dragon Lee and Hiromu are like mortal enemies and have been at each other's throats for years and always have these intense matches. And in fact, Dragon Lee is the one that broke Hiromu's neck. Right. Legit broke his neck. So, but now... Now he's tagging he's, with him? Well, he's already... It, they already booked that he was going to tag with him. But what it means that now Hiromu, who is, of course, in Gobernable de Japón, and now Dragon Lee is in Gobernable... In, like, de los Gobernables... Like, OG, Rush is one of the founding members of Los Ingobernables. So that's going to be an interesting dynamic right there. Mm. So you have my attention. Uh, I, have a, so, I have a question, by the way. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Kept, I, we, we call them Rush all the time, but I kept hearing the commentators on Final Battle. I didn't watch the main show, but I watched the first hour that they put on YouTube. They kept calling him Roosh. Are we saying it wrong? It would be kind of like calling Simon Miller Simon Miller as opposed to Miller. Oh, okay. It's just, it's, yeah. Like, like when we say uh, Umberto Carrillo, Umberto Carrillo. Umberto Carrillo. Carrillo. Yeah. You say, Rush. Yeah. It's just it's an accent thing. <laughs> okay. Um, from what I understand. Sin Cara, speaking of which, sorry, Sin Cara, uh, appeared in AAA over the weekend. And there's some speculation he may be in trouble because of his 90 day no compete clause with WWE. Ugh. No word yet on if he's in any trouble for that. I think it's a 90-day you can't wrestle. And he didn't wrestle. He just showed up and cut a promo. But, uh, yeah, still waiting to hear on whether that was a bad move or not. But he did announce that he was changing his name to Cinta de Oro. Cinta, uh, I'm going to do that again. Cinta de Oro. I spent too much time talking about Rouge. Cinta de Oro, which is, of course, the name of um, a legendary guy who trained him. And actually, if you've ever seen that gold ribbon on his mask in the WWE... That's actually in honor of his trainer who died in 2016. So wow. he took the name of his trainer to go back down to triple A. So. Cinta de Oro. Cinta de Oro. Cody had an interview and said some interesting things, some very interesting things indeed. He said that he thought that Harper, now a free agent, but of course not available to do anything until March Six 12th months. or so. Something like March that. March 12th. Six months, 90 days. 90 days. Well, March 12th. He was, he was free. All Sorry. right. So if they have a, basically not the upcoming AEW pay-per-view, but the one after that, he could be around. Not saying, just saying, because Cody says that he thinks Harper would be great for AEW, and no matter where he lands, he will be a major talent. Cody, obviously very interested in some Harper. Uh, also, Cody said that Marty Skrull being an NWA, didn't say specifically NWA, but he said what Marty is doing right now is testing the waters, quote-unquote, testing the waters, and not to take what he's doing for the next few weeks and or months too seriously. Basically hinting that, don't worry, Marty's he, coming. He, he's coming. He, yeah, he's it, coming. It's, it's inevitable, he's, guys. It actually makes total sense to me. Yeah. 
because you're coming out of Ring of Honor. You've kind of had your star diminished a little bit. And he did. Like, we're not talking about Marty Skrull as much anymore. We used to talk about Marty Skrull almost weekly. We're not anymore. And that's partly just because of how he was booked in Ring of Honor. He was doing stuff. He had villain enterprises, but they weren't really, they weren't really doing anything with him. Yeah. Even though he, he was in a title picture at one point and no, didn't do anything with him. What's so the name of their, gotta, the AEW pay-per-view in February? Retribution or something like that? I can't remember what the name of it is. but Re- Revolution. Revolution. I fully expect to hear that. Ka-ka! I don't know because I think he's got some business to do in NWA first. He did challenge Nick Aldis. Um, yeah, they, they, got have time, feeling, they got time to do that. It wouldn't surprise me. It, it, it would surprise me, but it wouldn't shock me if they strapped Marty with that belt or a NWA belt. If he oh, stayed in NWA wow. for six, six to eight months, built his star back up, became you know, an important guy in the indie scene again, got his yep. cred back up, and then came to AEW as much more of a top guy. Do you think a feud with Nick Aldis in uh, AE, or AE, uh, NWA would do that for him? Absolutely. Yeah? Right. Absolutely. I think with the, with the hype that's going on with NWA right now, with the kind of wrestling that they're putting out, I, I, think, I think it could be a really good move for him. Yeah. Good point. I'm not, so. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm checking something right now, but I'm just out of, out of utter curiosity. I'm just, well, I want to see check, what the, You check while yeah. I continue here because I, I do think that it's a good idea for Marty to go do this. I think that's an incredibly smart move given yep. where his perception is right now, where people I think would be excited but not molten if he came out in AEW right now. Yep. Um, Cody also said, for all of our listeners in the UK, Cody also said that they are 100% coming to the UK in 2020 uh he said it's just a matter of if they go to more markets than just london and manchester or if it's like if it's a whole tour or if it's just like a one or two off so they're still figuring out what exactly it's going to be but 100 percent uk will see aew mm. in 2020 nice big news big news there did you find what you were looking for there nick i did as of three hours ago the latest episode of uh nwa power yes. came out uh, episode 10. Uh, we're now 10 weeks into NWA Power. Uh, what I was really looking for was what's the viewership been like over the last few episodes? So if I'm looking at episode 9, it's like oh, yeah. it's about 200,000. So 135,000 for episode 8, 196,000 for episode 9. And you keep, I mean, it, they're growing, but they they're still haven't right. really crested. So we've got the new one, and the I haven't watched NWA Power yet, but the title card is Marty Skrull pointing at the camera and yelling doing a promo. Right. Can't wait to be done, Sears, so I can go watch it. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know that... I'll be interested to see if they try to long-term book something for Marty in NWA. I, I, don't know if, I don't know if I agree that it would be the right move for him. Really? Mm, no. I'd, I'd, it, it would be fine. It would be serviceable. But I, I look at the Tim Storms and the James Storms and the... Uh, the Nick Aldises and the other folks that are going on that are doing NWA is like that's kind of their that's kind of their bread and butter over there. I want M- Marty commands a bigger stage. I feel like, and I don't want anybody to take that personally. NWA, if you're listening, but I I feel like Marty coming out spreading those wings, the big entrance. I feel like that's just bread and butter for da- weekly TV. Whereas I think that he's, I, I personally think that right now, Nick Aldis might command a bigger stage than Marty does. I really honestly think that because of the legitimacy that they've given to Nick Aldis with that company. And Marty's kind of fallen off a little bit in the last year just because of his run in Ring of Honor was not that widely acclaimed. 
I think Marty needs to get, have some get back. And I think that NWA is only one stop. I have a suspicion it won't be the only place we see him. So I, Man, I suspect that Marty is going to be tour. on. He's going to go on a resuscitation tour and try and get a bigger paycheck from AEW. Uh, you know, I, I, or, or just have that perception be raised again back to where you, you still hold him on that pedestal. I do. I, think, I don't think that that's a universal thing right now. I think there's a lot of people that have kind of forgotten about Marty. Or forgotten how good he is, or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's not where it should be. I think it's a very smart move on his part. Yeah. Um, we're not sure if this is trolling or not, but uh, Rick Bugenhagen or Boogs, uh, you remember, remember, may remember him from the WWPC YouTube channel. He was came out a couple times on NXT TV, played air guitar a lot, was very entertaining. Oh yeah, Bo- Bugenhagen. 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 Nagarakapagan. Yeah. yeah. He. Is apparently no longer with NXT. He was the guy that did the ah! yeah he, for an un- annoyingly long period of time that somehow became funny. Yes, yes. Well, he's for a, apparently for a minute. apparently they didn't think it was funny in NXT because he's gone. Yeah. Um, he also said that he did not requ- like he was not fired. He's not let go, which I guess indicates he may have asked for his release. Okay, but this is all. Uh, this is all predicated on the possibility that he may have just been trolling the person on Twitter who asked him about it. So take it with a grain of salt, but until confirmed or other, this uh, this is all within the last 12 hours this came out, by the way. So for right now, wait until confirmation, but it looks like Bugenhagen may no longer be with NXT, and that would explain why they're not doing more with him. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Twitter... Joey Mercury, who has been extremely outspoken recently on Twitter about Ring of Honor, has deleted his Twitter page. Not sure if that's due to his friends telling him to calm down or his lawyer, perhaps, telling him maybe it's not the best idea to continue this. They, they uh, can still recover all of that, Joey. There's a place called the Internet Archive, and it's it still lives on, dude. So, I mean, it's yeah, cool if you want to delete it, but, I mean, it's still out there, dude. Well, maybe he just doesn't want to foment anymore. Like, or, or it was part of the, uh, you know, is, he wants it to look good when they get to court. He's like, well, I took it all down. Who knows? But anything, uh, just reporting, Joey Mercury took down his Twitter. And finally, speaking of NWA, they are having another pay-per-view coming up in January. That's right. It's not enough that they just, just had a pay-per-view, and it was really good. But you know what? They're having another pay-per-view, and it's coming up in January. And it's called Hard Times. Hard Times, Daddy. Hard Times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids, and you can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard Times are when the auto workers are out of work, and they tell them to go home. And Hard Times are when a man has worked at a job for 30 years. 30 years, Daddy. And they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's Hard Times. That's Hard Times. Sorry. I love Dusty Rhodes. But they're yeah, NW is calling their pay-per-view hard times. Is that a little on the nose? Uh, I don't know. Are they having a hard time getting the sh- the popularity of the show to go up to a million plus? I mean, we look at AEW and NXT on Wednesday nights. Each of them are getting about eight hundred thousand consistent views or right. viewers, right? NWA is at around the two hundred thousand mark. Raw and SmackDown are a million, million two. There's right. there's a lot of people watching a lot of wrestling out there. Yeah. And uh, you know, NWA's not far behind I mean, with a good push and some really good booking and content and storyline, they could be right up there and they're doing it for free. Well, if I'm NWA, YouTube. 
if I'm NWA, I'm a mitt, daddy. That my, my rating's a little bit too low. My announcer's a little bit too racist. But I'll tell you what, I, I am bad. I'm a bad show. And I'm bad. That's bad in a good way. And I know I'm bad. If I, yeah. was, a, if I was NWA, that's what I would say. It's, it's, it, you know, there's a little bit of Corgan trying to, I don't want to say cash in, but get it while it's hot that, that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. How long can they run this studio thing Le- legitimately? How, where's the cash coming from? Is it just Corgan's Scrooge McDuck fault of Smashing Pumpkins money? Or, well, but this, well you know? no, but to your point, it's a pay-per-view. It's on Fight TV. It's 50 sure. bucks. So yeah. if, they're run, if, they're, if they're doing one one a month, once one a month, that's maybe that's where the, the money comes in. Maybe. But that's, I mean... They also don't gotta, have the production gotta, level. They're doing studio stuff, so it's all already set up. It's, sure, it's not like they're you traveling get, to different cities and doing all that stuff. 75,000 people paying 50 bucks for your pay-per-view sure. pays for a lot of studio time. Sure. Just, just saying. So, yeah. And that is, that is the news, Nick. Well, thank you very much, Sir Ian Dangerous, for that update. And thank you guys for hanging out with us as we broke down Monday Night Raw this week uh, and the fallout from TLC, which wasn't a lot to talk about there. Uh, it just kind of happened. Seth is being a dick heel. <laughs> it's that and time of year, man. It's that War- time of year. Yeah. Gallows and Anderson are getting a title shot at War Machine, and Asuka beat the hell out of Deanna Perazzo, and I guess Lana's going to get married again. I just, all right, Fine. Which, I, you know, speaking of which, Nick, before before we get out of here, I, I, I hold on the fort for a second. I actually have something. I have something uh, real quick, okay. real quick, uh, because it is that time of year, Nick, and and I, I have a I have a little announcement to make. Oh, hold, hold on the fort. What could this be, guys? Uh, am I going to get a Christmas present here? Are you guys going to get a Christmas present here? What you is happening? Gonna, yeah, it's 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 Christmas time. It's Christmas time on the Busted Wide Open podcast. Oh no, you didn't tell me this was happening. I know I didn't. I don't I, have yours. I, right. I didn't. I didn't know it was happening until it happened. Oh. Um, so I got you some things. These are coming. These are coming your way. Uh, should I, I be? You, I got you some. I got you some uh, Happy Rusev Day socks. <gasps> yes. Yep. So Happy Rusev Day socks are coming your way. Very uh, nice, Mr. Howell. And um, uh, let's see. I've got this right here for you. Uh, this is this is one that I know you'll really appreciate. You can add this to your wall. I hope I got it in the right size. I'm not like what? I'm not like oh god. Yeah buddy. A new Nia Jax t-shirt just for you. But I just won the pay-per-view and I, I blew it out of the park with Survivor Series. You're right. I've owed you this for a long time. I That's admit. True. That's I, true. I admit. I've owed you this for a long time. But uh, <laughs> yes. And the, the third gift I hate to say third. it. I was hoping... I was hoping it would be here by now. Sadly, it is not. But it will be here for our show on Thursday. I've just gotten confirmation. Uh, during this show, I actually got confirmation of this. That it will be here in time for this Thursday's show. Uh, which, of course, will be a patrons-only episode. Right. Um, so if you want to know what the third present that Nick's getting this year is, you'll probably find out. Either You're either going to find out a, a week from Saturday, <laughs> or you can become a patron of our show. Yes. Uh, the low, low price of starting at $5 a month. And you, too, can find out what Nick's third present is that will be coming on Thursday. Nice job with the cliffhanger, by the way. And thank you very much for the gifts, man. That's awesome. You're very welcome, brother. You're very welcome. Uh, I, hope I am coming to L.A. in January, so you don't have to pay all that shipping. I can just grab them then. That's actually a relief because your third present was going to be a bit for shipping. 
Wait, I gotta. So I still gotta get it back somehow, right? <laughs> I mean, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have a fun time getting it back. However, you get it back, but oh, it, crap. It, it should be, it should be fine. Let's do a let's let's save it for Jan, it's January 14th. I think I'm gonna be in town, so we, we can do a live reveal if you want to, or you can do it here on on the stream if you want to. I'm I, actually I'm gonna different... I'm gonna need to have it be revealed on the next show on the okay. on the on the patron show. You'll see why. But anyway, okay. that's so so. Happy holidays, brother. There you go. Happy some, holidays. Some Bruce F. Day socks. Because, you know, socks is kind of like, that's what you give on the holidays, right? You give people socks. Yeah, socks so, and underwear. That's what I got from my grandmother socks. for 10 years straight. Yeah, so you got socks and you got a t-shirt that you probably will use as underwear. So nice. it works out well. Or it'll go on Naya. Or, the, yeah, or it'll go on Naya. I'm, I'm not going to wear it. Oh, <laughs> I made sure to get it in your size for just that reason. Well, I, luckily we're about the same size. All right, that's our show today, guys. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you guys for in the chat for hanging out with us. As we broke down Monday Night Raw, uh, make sure you're in the Facebook group. Uh, like our page and send us a join request. Just search for Busted Wide Open. You'll find us. But make sure you're also in our Discord community where we have live chats going all throughout the week for every major promotion as the shows are airing live, as well as dedicated chat channels for all major pay-per-views for all promotions as well. Fun lifestyle, non-wrestling related kinds of chats, music, TV, all kinds of good stuff over in our Discord community. Make sure you guys are in there. I want to make sure we keep our community together in case Facebook decides to go the way of MySpace here in a year or two. Oh, but I'm dumb. Um, speaking of deleting Twitters, how many of you still have a My, MySpace page? Just saying. Yeah, of course. We have a band, so of course you do. <laughs> it's actually useful for music at these points. Uh, you can also follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. We stream live here on YouTube every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern at YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We are on that race to 1,000. We're about halfway there. All your support is awesome, and thank you very much for uh, helping us get there. Uh, make sure you uh, hit that subscribe with a little notification bell as well so that you get alerted anytime we go live with or post new videos uh, for your eye holes. Uh, last but certainly not least, thank you, patrons. We love you guys. Uh, as Ian was saying, this show this Thursday is for you guys. It will be your December bonus episode, but not only that, the inaugural Busty Awards. We're doing even out the Busties. Uh, our picks for 2019 uh, crowdsourced categories that we put up in the Facebook group for you guys to decide which categories are going to make up the busties this year and maybe even ongoing. So we're going to have a look at those over the next couple of days, make our picks, and uh, we're going to give out the, the first inaugural busties awards for the December bonus episode and uh, we would love to see all of you guys there. you got to be in at the $10 yes. tier for the bonus episodes, so uh, make sure you're in for that. And we do live stream that, so you guys will get notifications via Patreon. I'll also send out links in the Discord and other channels as well. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at DatacenterDude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God! But somebody stop the damn match! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.